Hello, and welcome to another week on the Not Entirely Perfect Podcast. I am your host, Brooke Heim, coming to you by way of Bored as Hell Movie Review Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about conflict resolution. Yay! Everyone's favorite! My guests this week are going to be Missy Bird and Brooks Bird. We're going to be discussing the different ways that people try to approach problems, different ways that we can resolve them, and we're going to hit on the movie Captain America Civil War. I talked about it a little bit in last week's podcast how mad I was about that movie. Really left the theater really pissed off. It made me very angry. After seeing it, there were quite a few different conversations going on on Facebook, and I jumped on a couple of threads, and then I basically shut off Facebook for the rest of the week because it was making me so depressed and so upset that everyone was arguing and doing exactly what happened in the movie, that there was, like, no resolution for, like, even my friends talking about a totally fictional movie. Like, they all started fighting, and then it made me think more and more about politics and more and more about life, and I got really, really sad, and I decided I hated everyone. And so then I had this one ten-text message conversation with my friend Missy, <laughs> and we fixed everything. Yes, we did. In in like ten text messages, that was it. We we no more Team Iron Man or Team Captain America. It's Team Capman. If you haven't seen the movie and you don't want spoilers, I ask you to please turn this off now and come back at a later date because there will be spoilers throughout this podcast because there's just no way around it for what we're going to be talking about. There's your chance to hit pause and turn it off. If you're still listening. Please listen to this message where no one else can hear you. (laughs) I hope you're on board. So, Missy and Brooks, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. Welcome. Hi. Hello. I'm Missy Bird. Um, I'm married to Brooks Bird. We've been married for five and a half years. I am a former film film critic. I call myself retired. I was a film critic for five years? Five years for um, a small newspaper here in in Utah called uh, the Tula Transcript Bulletin. I got out of that, and now I'm in internal communications, and I also freelance for City Weekly in Salt Lake City, reviewing theater theater productions. Nice. So that's me in a nutshell. Wow, look at her go. (laughs) She's fancy. I know. (laughs) She's just here to drump us all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brooks Bird, married to Missy, as we said, and I am a film critic now. That's how we met. That's how we met. I've been on Board as Hell, so you yes, might you recognize me a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, nothing to apologize for. We usually agree. That's true. So those other you. guys. Yeah. It's <laughs> the elephant in the room. For those of you who don't know, well, you've probably caught on. Me being Brooke and Brooks being Brooks. He's plural and I'm singular. And, uh, and we love it. We do. We agree. Team <laughs> Brooks is... Tim Brooks. B-R-O-O-K-E-S. <laughs> and I've been a film critic since 2009. 2009, wow. Seven years? I don't think I qualify as a film critic, but I sure enjoy talking about movies. <laughs> Your text about Alice was thorough. Yeah. Uh, did you guys like it? Um... I thought it was better looking than the original. It was okay. Yeah. Like, so was we all went and saw the new Alice... Alice through the looking glass. 
When does it actually come out? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Today's okay. Thursday. So by the time you guys see this, it will already have been released. Or listen, It'll have already this. made the monies. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it, but I'm very much not critical of movies that target kids. Like, Angry Birds, <laughs> I really enjoyed. So, <laughs> I, I didn't... Like, I enjoyed Minions because my kid was enjoying it. Mm. I enjoyed Angry Birds because some of the jokes were so inappropriately placed <laughs> into a children's movie that it cracked me up. Those are the good ones. They were really good. The red rum joke. Like, mm. have you seen the movie? No. Oh, there's a, they make a red rum joke in it. Jeez. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> so funny. I will say this about Alice. So my Fitbit thought I was asleep during the movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I text him and I the said, it wasn't, thing. I, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. At 7.06, my Fitbit thought I was started to go to sleep. That's so funny. Yeah. Which was six minutes into the movie. I know. Aww. I didn't fall asleep. Poor Fitbit. <laughs> it gets so confused sometimes. I'm like, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's very pretty. It's way better than the first one. I think. Although, Johnny Depp's voice... Jacked. Yeah, uh, what is with his I voice? didn't think it was Johnny Depp. Like, it took me probably the first 20 minutes to... Are you the one that told me you thought it was Elijah Wood? No. No, that was Heather. Oh. My friend's wife. Yeah, it, it was a she little bizarre. She thought it was Elijah Wood. It doesn't look like him, and it doesn't sound like him. And you watched the first and, one. Yeah, I popped the first one in yesterday. <laughs> he does not talk like that. No. He sounds more like Sweeney Todd. And then now, all of a sudden, he's got a he's list. He's Todd. Or like he's... Mm-hmm. Like he, Tongue got stung by a bee. Yeah, we've had a list. I think. Depp, go home. You're drunk. <laughs> Seriously though, what was going on? I don't. Know. And his lost, face looked so square. They lost Tim was Burton. That, was that weird to anyone else? Mm-hmm. It, it, the hair was off. It was weirdly it was like framed. A clown. Have you read the Alice books? A long time ago. Maybe. I, I liked it, but I just thought, as far as the plot, like it was much more streamlined. Than the first one and easier to follow, and kids didn't have to feel like they were on drugs. So. And for a full review, my, mine will be up tomorrow on therealplace.com. Plug. Actually, it's up now. Because no, it's of not. when it's going to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll be it's up Tuesday. Now. <laughs> <laughs> this message comes live. to you from the future. Let's talk about Captain America, shall we? Okay. Okay. So, you've been given plenty of time to turn off the podcast. I'm it's not going to apologize over a anymore. Dollars. It's a little late. Yeah. Do you know the Angry Birds beak Civil America? Civil well, America. It's been like I mean, Civil War. It's been like three weeks. Captain America it's Civil okay. War. But it was beat by Angry Birds this weekend. How many people downloaded and played Angry Birds? Yeah. Phone apps be damned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and true. Kids will sit through anything. It's pretty funny. <laughs> the whole premise of this movie. Button heads. Is that they're all being assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> on all sides, really. Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone in this movie got really headstrong, really determined that they were... Right. Fighting the righteous war. Mm-hmm. Their egos. And they really felt like it was their righteous moral obligation to do this thing. And so, once it hit that point, it feels like there was no room for any sort of bending or negotiation mm-hmm. because this is my moral stand. And that <laughs> stupid freaking funeral scene, what? it made me angry. Like, Peggy Carter died. deserved better than that funeral. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was, that was crap. It but was kind of weird. Then, if you, if the whole world is telling you to move, 
you plant yourself and you say no. You move. You move. Like, <sighs> shut up. <laughs> it does sound like a bunch of children just fighting and not wanting to, not wanting to give in. But it's it's okay to give in a little bit if it's going to make it is better. okay to see things from the other side. Yeah, it's about um, perspective. There's a book called it's by John Gott and it's called Baby Makes Three. I'm pretty sure that's the the title of it. Before I had my daughter, um, <laughs> I made her dad go to counseling with me. <laughs> Clearly, that worked. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he he and his wife write a whole bunch of books and. In the book, they talk about the importance of conflict resolution and how if you want to make a valid argument, you are not allowed to respond until you can state the other person's side clearer than they have said it to you. And once you understand where they are coming from that well, then you can make an appropriate formulation of a response that involves what they're saying. Because if if all you're interested in is hearing your own self fight and argue, which is exactly what happened the last two weeks on freaking Facebook, <laughs> you're not going to do anything. Like, there's no room for moving. There's no room for giving. There's no common ground because you have no shared interest in what is happening on the other side. So how are you going to find any resolution if you can't do that? And I, and this, the guy that the quote is from, I'll, I'll link it up with the podcast when I upload it, but he is a world negotiator for like the UN and these different things. And so all he does is exactly what should have happened in the freaking movie. <laughs> they were at the UN. Yeah. I mean, they got blown up, but whatever. Sure. <laughs> Spoiler alert number two. That put a damper in the plans. <laughs> I don't feel like, especially in this political environment, in this day and age, you very seldom see people actually stopping and listening to someone else's point of view and changing, period. I guess that's why I like Hillary Clinton, because she changes. <laughs> Just going to throw that in there. <laughs> but, I mean, what do you guys think of that? Um, actually, this, something happened with us this week about this, where I was, we, we were having a conflict I was trying to be like, see it from my point of view. And then Brooks was like, but see it from my point of view too. And that's when I realized, hey, what I'm talking about isn't isn't fair to him, what we were discussing. And yeah. I was in the wrong, but I didn't realize that until he was like, see it from my point of view. Yeah. So I think that that, if you can, like you said, if you can look at it from the other por- person's point of view, it'll, it'll make it the comfort conflict resolution much easier to to deal with yeah like there are definitely times where i know that i've had a really valid point um with my daughter's father for instance like there have been times where like no i'm actually really right on this but if i get stubborn and just be an (laughs) asshole about it instead of trying to understand the other side Mm -hmm. i'm always wrong it's always going to cause a fight it's always going to end up blowing up between the two of us and then we argue and then it's not good for my kid and it doesn't matter how right I am if I can't stop for a minute 
and hear the other side because if I'm really that right, then what's the harm in listening? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, sure, I'll listen to you. I'm still going to be right, but maybe I'll have a better understanding or maybe I'll know where I'm coming from more or maybe I'm actually wrong mm-hmm. and maybe I'm not as right as I think I am. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like, he and I, we've had some... I don't know that I've ever fought with someone like I fight with him. Like, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> Bless his heart. Because <laughs> I'm really stubborn when I'm fighting. But well, we have a really good relationship. And the mother of his other son and I live together in the same house and make it work. Like, obviously there's a lot of conflict resolution that has happened to get us all to the point that we're at now. I think in politics and in world discussions and... Especially for, like, on the smaller level with the kids. Like, I can't imagine anything being more worth it. But people just don't do it. And I don't understand why. Why don't people do it more? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why. Like, I, I think of myself as a pretty, for the most part, um, straightforward person. Like, I, you know, I, I'm going to say what I feel. And I'm... <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just going to say whatever I want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I... I guess I try. I try, and sometimes I fail at conflict re- resolution, um, especially at work. Oh man! <laughs> sometimes you just got to pick your battles, right? Well, yeah. Especially at work. Uh, yeah, at work you got to pick your battles. Sometimes on the line. Yeah. Without but, even knowing it. But in the case yeah. of like but. Captain America and Iron Man, it's it's fictional. Yeah. And I get it. A. That, uh, a. It's fictional, <laughs> and I get it that people are very very passionate about, it, especially. You know, the geeks. geeks. They're, they're very passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, we get pretty wound up about stuff. Yeah, and I'm just like... Sure why. Yeah. I'm just we like, pick it's not that and... big of a deal. Like, yeah. And I think that was the thing for me, is like, a couple of our friends, like Andy Wilson. <laughs> he was picking fights just to pick fights. And like, everything that he said didn't bother me. Because I knew that he was like, intentionally was just getting people riled up, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the point. He's like antagonizing. That's fun. That's just people just mm-hmm. being whatever. But then there are other people who are getting, like, really mean, really angry with each other over it. What is the point of that? That's, like, with the Batman versus Superman, too. Ugh, yes. That was every bit as bad, but for different reasons. That was people fighting each other over whether the movie was any good or not. <laughs> That's even worse. Right? And sadder. Because... Uh- your opinion of a movie is just that. It's an opinion. You can like it's, it. it's not fact whether it's good or not. It's yeah. not. And were there faults with that movie? Yes. I like a lot of crappy movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do admit too. It. I still like Peach I Dragon. Would, Thank you very there's much. There's a lot of movies I would never <laughs> call good, but I still love them. Yeah. And some of them are some of my favorite movies. Like, I'm not yep. going to lie. Empire <laughs> Records. I love Empire Records. I do too. <laughs> I don't know that it's actually a good movie. I have. Watch it. I have no ability to watch it objectively. Like, it is complete bias every time. I think this is me with, like, something like Crime Wave. Yeah. I mean... Which one? It's called Crime Wave. I've never seen that. Is it good? Jeff Weiss is the only other person I know who's seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Who has seen it. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. People get so mad. And they stay mad. Yeah, that's where the problem so is. Let it go. Especially that's... when it's something like a movie. I mean, come on. And online. Like, as much I... as I love movies, why would you disown a f- or get rid of a friendship over a movie? Obviously. <laughs> I'm okay with people having different opinions, seeing as uh, Riyadh is a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Democrat. It's fun. It is. Sometimes it can be. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> 
But I don't understand allowing those opinions. Like, on Facebook, when people stop being friends during the political season, and they, like, get in real arguments and fights and stuff, my whole family and I have <laughs> different opinions. Like, they are very, very far-right Republicans. Like, the whole family. So they love Riyadh. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and if you guys are listening, I love you. Um, especially you, Drew. <laughs> We but there's, but there's this little when thing. I, I will tell you, when I post things on Facebook about politics, I block my family from being able to see them because they just don't want to get into a fight about it. And, and that's why, and that's, I, like, I unfollow people during election season especially. Like, I'm just, I, I still want to be friends so you with can't you, see but I don't want to see what you're posting. Yeah. Especially different. if it's constant politics. I'm like, I'm not going to get into a discussion with this about yeah. about this with you. I'm just going to unfollow you. But there are, there are a lot of times where, like, my family and I will have conversations without fighting which what is the point of doing anything else like how are we going to expect our political leaders to cross the party line (laughs) and find compromises if we can't even do it with our friends because they don't like each other (laughs) and yes that's their job and yes they need to be able to do that but I just don't I don't know I guess I don't understand why it's so hard for people and I was um sitting in a coffee shop <laughs> on Saturday and there are these two guys or this guy this girl sitting behind us and they they were talking about civil war and they were talking about um all these different things and one of the things the guy was like talking about a comic book that he's written and how oh he's waiting for it to get published and then this is his he called it his retirement plan like that's how he's going to make all of his money and if they wanted more he like if the fans really demanded it, he would consider writing another one. But it really is supposed to be a standalone book. Says the pretentious nerd sitting in a coffee shop uh-huh. with his friend arguing in Salt about Lake this, City, arguing about this stuff, right? <laughs> and then he starts talking about his girlfriend, ex girlfriend, and how amazing she was, and how wonderful she was, and how she did all of these things for him, and she paid his rent when he couldn't go to work and he she was just this fabulous person and and even though he was really struggling she was there for him and then she cheated on him and he couldn't understand how someone who loved him would cheat on him like that and blah 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 blah. then Uh he takes it a step further and he goes well you know like people just don't know how to make things work anymore like that's why marriages in the 1950s lasted so long, is because people would commit to each other and they would make it through anything. And nowadays, people don't have any commitment. They think of everything as, as disposable and how you can just go find a new one. So if you don't like that boyfriend, you just go find a new one. And that's why she cheated on me and blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to punch him in the face. Like, I was so frustrated <laughs> by the time I walked out. Well, boyfriend and girlfriend's a totally different commitment. Yeah. yeah. And, good sir, maybe... If you're giving back to your girlfriend, she wouldn't have cheated on you. Maybe you should pay your rent. And maybe, just maybe, if you want to talk about commitment, don't break up with her then. (laughs) Make it work if she's so good and perfect and she made one mistake. Make it, like, there's so many things that were wrong with it. And I I asked Riyadh as we were leaving, I said, so, would it be wrong of me to walk up to him and say the reason that marriages lasted is because women didn't know they had the right not to be abused? (laughs) <laughs> Can I tell him that? Is that okay? If I say that to him before we walk out? No? He not wouldn't so much. get it. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, I wish you had done that. He wouldn't I get it. I was so frustrated with this kid. But he's spouting all this stuff off. 
And I'm listening to him contradict himself with like every other sentence. And I was just, just like, you don't know what it means to be actually committed to someone and to make something work. Like, because you didn't. Even with this book, if you're that committed to your book and your great, fantastic story, why do you only like? Why you stand alone? Refuse to do more than one. Like, because you, the fans demand it. If he's, they demand it, because he's obviously <laughs> just counting on everyone else to do everything for. Him. And oh, get this! While we're sitting there, he's he's sitting there with his guitar in his lap, Ugh. just like slowly strumming different chords one at a time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing. Oh. Everything that he was saying about the comic books. Tell and me, the he had a man bun. Uh, no, he wasn't that cool. I know. I would have cut it off. <laughs> I would have walked behind him. Worst hair ever. My brother has a man button. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Although my brother has had it since like 1995. So, so, so with like a mullet cool. man bun? Okay. No, he doesn't do the weird shavy thing underneath. Uh, it's like he just has oh, long, hair. Hair. Oh, long hair. He puts into an actual bun See, because that's, that's what it's different. supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways. For the record, Brooks has no hair. Nope. And it's not a jealousy <laughs> thing. It's a stupidity. It is the worst. <laughs> Except for Brooks' brother. Except for my brother. I'll allow it. Yes. But I was listening to him talk about this stuff and just contradicting himself. And I was like, I, I, don't, I don't get you, dude, talking about all of these fictional things but not putting effort into your real life. Mm-hmm. That's and kind of the geek lifestyle in a way. Some, some they're of so it. wrapped up in the Marvel or the DC universe or whatever that they don't. Yeah, you're right. They don't put enough effort into what actually matters. All I hear is Ben Affleck in James Hunt and Bob Strike Back. <laughs> Fictional characters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Who doesn't love Ben? I love Ben. Now everyone loves Ben. Yeah, well, Regardless. there are a bunch of short-sighted idiots who didn't love him through the hard times, and that's why he should be with me. <laughs> Batfleck. <clears throat> Hashtag Ben loves Brooke. <laughs> Brooke Affleck. It works, right? Why not? <laughs> so many other names, why not that one? <laughs> uh, Add it to the pile. I wish that this kid could meet a couple like you who's been together. How long have you guys been married? We've been married five and a half years. We've been together eight. Eight, right? Since 2008. Mm-hmm. And you're still practicing healthy conflict resolution. Yay! Well, we don't really have a whole lot of conflict. So when we do have it, it's... it's kind of new. Yeah, it's, an, it's a little bit new. But we work through it and just... That's but, what like you're a, supposed like to do. You, yeah. If you in can. a healthy marriage and relationship, we make it work. Instead of just being angry and hating each other. Right. And coexisting. Yeah, oh God. I... <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle that because I have. The- I don't know how anyone could. That I would be weird. I, well, obviously, I couldn't. I mean, you know how many rooms <laughs> we have. Like, like living upstairs while one's downstairs. You do have a lot of rooms. Decide yeah. who's watching TV when and yeah. make your own food. It's like a choose your own adventure in your kind marriage. of yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just oh, I, we didn't yeah. end up in the same part. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't handle that. I just yeah. So when it does come to like. Business conflict resolution. How do you guys handle that? <laughs> I I deal with that quite a bit. Probably way more than I do. Well, um, you you have a different. I deal with you, customers. You have a different kind. I deal because since I'm in internal communications, I like to communicate with people <laughs> to make sure that what's getting done, what I get, what I need, and other people get what they need. So I'm constantly emailing and checking in with people and talking to them, but then. 
For example, today I got an email saying that our phone systems were going to be down next weekend. And I was like, I emailed the person in charge of IT and I'm like, is this supposed to be sent globally to all employees? And they're like, oh yeah, we totally forgot to tell you. And I was like, well, instead of making a big deal about it, I was like, that's just fine. I can send it out tomorrow and left it at that. (laughs) Instead of being like, well, you should have told me earlier so I could have planned for it. Yeah. I'm just like, I'll just do it. I This is not a battle I want to fight right now. Take the initiative. And you know that you're supposed to get it to me earlier. I, I'll just assume it's a slip-up. Yeah. I, that's how I would rather deal with it than getting angry with them. And I feel like, you know, you are at work a whole lot more than... Well, depending on where you work, you're at work about the same amount of time as you are at home. Awake. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to deal with those people. Treat those people maybe the same as you treat your family. I think a lot of people miss that part. Mm-hmm. I I work in a company where like, my boss is my best friend, and even though like we never see each other, and I touched on this a little <laughs> bit last week, but could be a good thing. Um, that part of conflict resolution doesn't come into play a whole lot for me, as far as like with my boss. But being the boss <laughs> is a totally different story. Like. With all of my employees, there are times where I just want to be like, okay, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Done. It's that point where I'm like, oh, Donald Trump makes sense. You're fired. (laughs) 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 Just kidding, everyone. (laughs) But it is hard. A few years ago, I had an employee who I was close with as a friend, but had to be her boss, and work just wasn't happening the way that it was supposed to. And some some things had happened, and I think it affected her, like, her dog passed away, and she'd had him forever. Mm-hmm. It was really, really sad. But I think it affected her a lot in a lot more ways than any of us really realized at the time. And it came down to the point where I was like, okay, I've given her disciplinary action, I've given her training, I've given her more disciplinary actions, and my boss kept saying, it's time, it's time to let this go, it's time to fire, and I was like, well, give me one more chance. She's like, it's not you that we're giving the chance to, it's her, and I was like, yeah, but, and it finally got to the point where I had to sit her down and be like, okay, it's not working anymore. And at that point, because I had allowed it to go so far, she turned it back around on me and was like, well, you're not doing your job, and you haven't trained me, and started yelling at me. And I was like, Even though you had. Okay, you need to go. Because I don't really know what just happened here. And I, I really don't. And I went back and I sat down and I was like, oh, because I stopped using all the communication techniques that I know work. Short sentences and I statements and uncomplicated expectations and making sure you just set the limit and do what you're supposed to. Because I screwed with that template and let her go further and further, I really just screwed myself because it'll it stopped any healthy boundaries and form of communication that I had put in place beforehand and instead of her seeing me as the boss she saw me as kind of an attacker instead of someone to respect and do your job for. The next day she came in and she's like I quit. (laughs) Cool. Okay. (laughs) But you learned something from that right? Yes. I think that that's probably the most important thing about resolving a conflict is as long as you learn something from it that will help you in the future dealing with conflict. Yeah. Much easier. Much easier. And something that people just genuinely... It's not just about getting through each battle. Like, we do have to pick our battles Mm -hmm. and determine where we stand on things. And and at what time do you have to be the tree and not move? Blah, blah. (laughs) But you also have to go back and look at it and reevaluate 
where you went wrong and what part you did have to play in it. Whether you were right or wrong, there's always more than one side to it. Mm -hmm. And what are you going to change and do differently? Like, how are you going to do it better the next time instead of just feeling, like, justified anger or anything like that? Like, that does no one any good. Mm -hmm. Then you just run off and start killing people and... Rescuing trained villains from no, no, no. <laughs> stupid Captain America. <laughs> Do we want to talk about how we came to our resolution? With so yeah, com- let's. let's talk I can about read that. you the text that I sent to Brooke. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, go okay. ahead. So this was. Um, so we saw. Well, we saw Cap early. And then it was two weeks later that the the next Shield episode where they talked about the Sokovia oh, yeah. Accord. Yes, that's what it was when they were talking about the Sokovia Accord. So I text Brooks, Brooke, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. That we were watching it and that they had mentioned the Sokovia Accord, and Coulson needed to register any undocumented Inhumans. And I'm like, well, that kind of draws a par- like it clicked to me. I'm like, that kind of draws a parallel to. Not your Japanese camp, concentration camps. So like an extreme example of it. Which is, by the way, everyone's point with Captain America, right? Right. Well, he lived through it before. He's already seen the Nazis happen. He doesn't want to go there again. Weak sauce. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I said, I think that if it weren't so many nations involved in the Accord, it would work. Not full government control, but limited. Then maybe it would work for both Tony and Cap. And then Brooke says, this, everything this, goddamn this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I, I said, because it is all about compromise. Because if the list of registered Inhumans gets out, the crazies may go after the Inhumans' superheroes. But with some government oversight, not all, it would keep them safe and operate with some control. They just need to reinstate S.H.I.E.L.D. They could reinstate S.H.I.E.L.D. A lot of this would be resolved. Yes. Team Coulson. Yes, Team Coulson. Speaking of which, that is one of my fantasy baseball names is... Um, Shield Agent Coulson, because there is a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates and Garrett Cole, and I thought it was funny. Aww. Agent Coulson. That's awesome. <laughs> That's exactly it. Like, instead of being fully one side or the other side, mm-hmm. they just come to the middle ground. Yeah, like just we did. For a they did come to the middle ground okay, in the airport. We don't have to kill Bucky. Battle. Sure, let's not kill him. Let's just get him to come in. Yeah. And talk to us. Bucky knows he didn't do it. If you're really going to trust all of your superhero friends, <laughs> they come in and know they're not going to let them kill you. Just come in and be like, dudes, hey, uh, I'm not going to run because that would make me look guilty and I didn't do this. So let's all sit down and talk about it. And then they could have found out right away that he still has triggers and that things <laughs> can happen still. And I, I get that it's it's all about entertainment value. I know. They had to build a story. Yeah. But that's... I mean, I, I get it with this. It, it's entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. But the it characters in it... And the characters weren't really having fun either, except for Ant-Man. And Super... Or Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man was having fun. They were having fun. <laughs> Ant-Man was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Love Paul Rudd. He's only done this once. <laughs> but but I, I think the part that made me sad was that I've just seen so many people arguing without a point lately. Like, there's so many internet bullies. There's mm-hmm. so many people just going at each other over and over again. I don't understand the point of it, I guess. It's just like being angry to be angry is kind of a new thing. Yeah. And I guess that explains why Trump is still a thing. If people (laughs) are just angry to be angry, then sure. I guess that is giving you all the fulfillment that you need. Mm -hmm. But what's the point of just being unhappy? Like, if you can be happy, 
be happy. If there's an alternative, yeah. why not take it? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Maybe that's what alcohol's for. <laughs> <laughs> when people turn Sometimes. to it. I guess so. With my kid, I have to... She's four. Four and a half, almost. She'll be five in October. <laughs> <laughs> she tests my conflict resolution skills all the freaking time. Like, I just don't even know. Isn't that what kids do? She's impossible. <laughs> she will come up... Like, the other day I had to put her in timeout, and she's really mad at me for it, so I put her in timeout, and I made her go in her room, and <laughs> she came back out. Like, I called her out a few minutes later, and we talked about what happened, and, and then she walked up to me, and she folded her arms, and she turned her back on me, and she goes, I don't want you to be my mom anymore. Oh. <laughs> like, Broke your heart? You're an asshole. No, it just pissed me off. Like, well, that's rude. So I just looked at her, and I said, all right, fine. Then you can go back in your room and find somewhere else to live. And she looked at me like, what? <laughs> so she starts to go away, and then she comes back, and she goes, Mom, I didn't mean that. That was just an accident. <laughs> That was not an accident, you jerk. You did not accidentally say that to me. I was like, you need to understand what the word accident means, because that was not an accident. That was me. And even though she's just four, like, she says that, and she really has no reason for being mean. And there are definitely times where I pick certain battles, and other times I'm like, I just need to get you into bed. Like, we're just going to just turn off the lights. Like, I'm just, we're not having this argument tonight. Other times... You definitely have to get into it, and while in the real world, you can't just look at someone and say, well, because I'm the boss, that's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can just go find somewhere else to live. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't work with coworkers and yeah. <laughs> with your husband, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it, you can go. Yeah. You can just go find a new bed. There's the door. <laughs> Most women wouldn't ever say that to their husband. In the real world? Hopefully. Probably no. not. <laughs> Hopefully not. It makes me sad that I can see so many of my interactions with my kid with so many people on the internet. And it goes to these really bizarre places. In the last Comic-Con, I was on a panel called Bullying and Gatekeeping, mm-hmm. and it's all about how people in fandoms, and, and not just in fandoms, but in any particular like sector group on the internet, they try to control and bully everyone else that has a different viewpoint of them. Well, you can't like that character and be a real fan. And it was about how like people don't allow anyone to be a fan of Jar Jar Binks. If you like Jar Jar Binks, then you must be a moron. And you must not understand Star Wars. And obviously, there's only three Star Wars movies. Well, four now. (laughs) If you like the prequels, then you have no business being on our fandom or being in our... Worst fans ever. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't understand why people have to exclude others to feel good about themselves and I think it says a lot about just our culture in general I don't it's happening right now again in politics yeah transgender people and the whole bathroom issue I heard on the radio this morning separate but equal and I'm like no really no they were joking they were totally joking oh god no it was radio from hell wow they were totally Uh, joking they're they're like it's like that's that's what they're like what they're saying yeah it's all separate but equal and that's bullshit It is. It's not at all the way that it actually is. I think what people are misunderstanding about this particular argument is that if you make transgendered women, who are now men, use the women's bathroom, that is exactly who they don't want in there. Yeah. They are men. They look like men. They dress like men. A lot of them have had surgeries to be men. But you want them to use the ladies' room. You want... You're going to force them to do that. I just want to go in, do my business, and leave. And if I have to go poop... And hopefully no one's in there. I don't want anyone else in there. (laughs) 
I don't care who it is. I won't even use a urinal anyway. It doesn't matter who's in there. I should start using the women's restroom. Like, I'm not kidding, guys. I've been so tempted the last couple of weeks. I've been seriously thinking about it and thinking that I should just start walking into men's restrooms and using them. Hmm? Just see what happens? Yeah. See if anyone says anything. Just start walking in and being like, what's up, dude? (laughs) See, I think it'd be a lot different, though, for a girl to walk into a men's room versus a guy to just randomly walk into a women's restroom. So I was thinking about that, right? You know it'd be different. I don't know, because men can get so weird. Yeah. I think it's either going When they feel exposed the and vulnerable, men get weird. Because up. there are urinals, and that's what they're, if that's what they're using. Where for women, it's all closed yeah. off. Like, what does it matter? I'd be in the stall, so I wouldn't even know you were there. <laughs> <laughs> then I thought, well, I don't want to discredit it by being someone who isn't transgendered. and, mm-hmm. and But you know what I mean. So, like, obviously that, that wouldn't be an option. But I have transgendered people who live on my street. I have mm-hmm. children of very good friends who are transgendered and in high school and going through hell because of it. And I <laughs> people keep saying, well, we don't want these perverts. We don't want real pedophiles. We don't want real people who are going to hurt our girls in there. Well, what about your boys? They're mm-hmm. already in the bathroom with your boys. Exactly. And they're going to go into the bathroom with your girls if they want to or not. Like, what they, they want is what they're going to do. Like this has nothing to do with actual trends. Why is this an issue? Why mm-hmm. is it even a thing? It's, and well, why are we still arguing about it? Like it's, it's an election year. I mean, that's the simple answer. Yeah. It's the election yeah. year. Yeah. Well, remember Ebola? Yeah. We were all going to die of Ebola. Mm-hmm. I actually love Ebola. What? <laughs> I don't know why. You love <laughs> I blame, Ebola? I blame outbreak. I was just totally fascinated with it when that movie really? came out, and there were all the outbreaks going on and. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Well, Love may be the wrong word, but yeah, yeah I'm a little confused fascinated by that. Um, I'll say I'm University of Utah was going to get. They were trying to bring Ebola to the University of Utah for the undergrads. I remember to do experiments with and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like 2000, 2000. I think it was around 2000, 99, 2000, 2001. And um, <laughs> I just remember going, "This can't be real." <laughs> like, this can't be real. They're going to what? They're going to give it to the undergrads? <laughs> For real? Just to see. Because you have trained professionals who know all the risks who will still lie and say that they weren't exposed to it if they cut their glove or something, and you want to give it to undergrads? <laughs> Glad to be in mandatory court. Mm, yeah, this couldn't go wrong. This we'll is going to be awesome. We'll call that the Cuba Gooding Jr. effect. But at least it would have been up in Logan, and no one leaves or goes to Logan. It's like it's over. Yeah, it's kind of. It would have been easily contained. It's quarantined anyway, right? <laughs> Pretty much. But we could set it loose in Ogden. Who needs Ogden? Oh, no. don't. <laughs> but Ebola is ex- a, like a perfect example of something else that went wrong, that got blown up out of proportion, was a real risk, but because of the way that it was handled, was completely blown out of proportion and not handled correctly. Like it's, it's the media. A lot yeah. of it's the media and having worked for the media, I can tell you, <laughs> yeah, stuff gets blown out of proportion. It's an an intentional emotional roller coaster. Like they're blowing people's emotions up just to get the reaction that they want to. Mm-hmm. And it sort of negates all conflict resolution because then people feel like I believe the internet. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I kinda I love and hate you internet. <laughs> because people feel like it's their duty now to be on these righteous crusades mm-hmm. and to because anyone can now. and i'm gonna sound That's like like a total hypocrite right now so <laughs> i just want you to know that i get it 
So anyone listening, I get it. But with all the blogs and podcasts and these different things, like there's so many righteous crusades out there, people trying to educate everyone to be as smart as they are, and very, very little listening and actual adjusting of of anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't... Any ideas on how we fix this? I don't think it'll ever be fixed. Yeah. I don't... I, I it's can't. not going to go away. Yeah, I can't see that being fixed. I, um, are, you're part of Peak Show Fit, right? Yeah. That is the most positive place on the internet, I think. Seriously. The most positive place on the internet. If you guys need a little positivity in yeah. your daily life, <laughs> even if you're not at all interested in being fit or changing your life or anything, just... Join this group and know that if you're negative, you'll get kicked out. But join this group because yeah. it's incredible to see people supporting and people conflicting. don't even know yeah. each other. Yeah, and, and Lee George Cade started it, I think. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he's one of the most positive people that we know. And, like, he comments on just about everyone's posts as good job or if people are down about themselves or their weight or their exercise habits. He's like, you know, keep going. You, you're, yeah. you're gonna be great. You're gonna do fine. You know, just keep going. There is no conflict whatsoever in that group. There's not. Seriously, check it out. Yeah, it's really incredible because it's like you said. There are people on there who don't know each other. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know half of them. Like what, at least 800 people. You said over 800 right now. Yeah, I know maybe an eighth of them. Yeah. And maybe mm -hmm. there's no way. And then have knows met, but not even really know them. And talk about. A collection of geeks, right? <laughs> and, and a broad spectrum of geeks, yeah, too. Yeah, on every level, who don't know each other, have very different lifestyles, very different chosen habits, mm -hmm. drinkers, non-drinkers, religious, non-religious, vegan, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. vegetarian, full-on carnivore, like, whatever you want to be, everyone can post something about their journey and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. Like, you know Lee George Cade and Rachel do not have the lifestyle of most of the people on that no. site. I know. And they support mm -hmm. and love every mm -hmm. single one of them. Yep. It's fantastic. And people will be on there like, one day I went on and I was having a really shitty day and I was super like down on myself and depressed and I was like, oh, I'm going to post this just in case anyone else is having a day like this. We can all relate to each other. And I posted it, and I started getting all of these responses. It was like two hours later, I was just like sitting at my desk reading all this, and I start crying. And I'm like, obviously I posted this for myself and not for everyone else. I thought it was for everyone else, but I needed the love. Like, <laughs> and it was, it was incredible. Like, people I will never meet. Like, that one dude that's up in Alaska. Yeah. He's so cool. Uh-huh. Dude, you're <laughs> I awesome. I I can find Alaska it really quick. geek fit person. Let me look. I mean, I'm, I'm scrolling through. There's people from Salt Lake, Michigan. Like, Anywhere, yeah. People who listen to Geek Show will is have it, heard about it. And guy? yep. Okay, Adam. Adam. Uh, this guy too. Yeah, Steve Show. Oh, he just commented on mine. That's so why his Adam name and Steve. Was... Adam and Steve. Yeah, you guys yeah. are awesome. I mean, everyone on there is awesome. But like, you can put anything. I posted the other day that my work's looking for a new Group X instructor for Zumba, Turbo Kick, and Pio. And people yeah. were commenting like, "Hey, I know someone. That's great." Yeah, I went and tagged my friend on there, yeah. and his wife um, teaches. And so, what about Carrie? Yeah, their names are Jim and Carrie, by the way. That's, Jim Carrie. That's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So, with Geek Show Fit, I think it is amazing because you can find support for whatever you're going through. Mm -hmm. You can find, like you said, anyone if you need a reference or if you need. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you post in this group, it may not be someone that you know personally or. 
outside of Geek Show Fit maybe even have a lot in common with, but you do know that it's someone who's going to already have the tools to know how mm-hmm. to get along and see <laughs> other people's points yeah. of views. Like, no one's going to be perfect, right? But you already know that I've experienced them in a community of people they don't know. Right. Exercising good comfort. Yeah, and it, I mean, we're not qualified, like, nutrition. Well, we and Rachel might be, but... Like, we're not qualified um, fitness instructors or anything. You know, we're just giving the advice of what we've been through, our personal experiences. And, I mean, you can take it with a grain of salt if you want for some of them. But it's, it's still nice to hear those different perspectives. Absolutely. I think you looked up how many members there were. 867. 867. So almost 1,000 people. I don't know how long it's been up. Over a year? A year? I joined just over a year ago. A year and a few months. Okay. Right before we did that 5K run when I okay. first met you. <laughs> Aww. Aww. We did a 5K in the dark in the middle of Tula County, right where I graduated. Right where I graduated. It from was high fun. School. We barely knew each other, and I was like, I can't look like a wimp. I've got to keep up. <laughs> and by the end of it, I was like, Can you die? Oh my god, is it gonna be over? And it didn't help. We were there with Cat Martin, who has the most energy of anyone ever. I know. It doesn't matter if she trains or not. She's just gonna go. And- she just runs. Yep. You don't train for a marathon. You just run it. <laughs> With Cat Martin. It wasn't a marathon. Podcast, it, it was, was still kind of fun. I do think that it's amazing to be able to find places like that. And I do see a growing number of people looking for things like that. I think I asked you guys. You're not on Reddit, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not on Reddit either. It confuses the crap out of me. Yeah, I, I like I like it when other sites post stuff from Reddit. Yeah, I could never find it anything Because it makes sense like it. in no. their context. Tumblr? I don't get Tumblr either. I don't know. I, it just makes me feel old. Yeah, I'm just like, what? What is this? I don't know about Tumblr, but I know that Reddit, one of my things that I don't like about it is that it always seems so angry. Mm-hmm. That people always, like, whenever I see something from Reddit, they're, like, arguing and fighting, and it's weird, and in the format I don't get and understand. Um, I saw that one of my friends, um, Brian Young, posted, it's about the MZ community, I-M-Z-Y, and it's supposed to be like Reddit, but without all the assholes. So, like, they're going <laughs> to... Yeah, so it <laughs> they're was... They're coming. Out. <laughs> it was started by, um, I think, by one of the old contributors to Reddit. Like, he left Reddit and decided to start this new place with better control and more guidelines and, like, a lot more gatekeeping, I guess, hmm. without being actual gatekeeping. Like, content is fine, but... If you're just going to be a bully and an asshole, they're going to kick you out. And so that's really exciting. There's a another format. It was kind of like Facebook that got started about a year ago, I think. Really? And the whole idea of it was you had to be invited by someone else who was a member. And so it was supposed to be like a more controlled mm-hmm. community and stuff. And I got an invite from two different people. And I meant to go on and sign up, and then I forgot because I was lazy and just kept using Facebook. But <laughs> the idea of it was really appealing to me. <laughs> but I'm bad at social media and everything anyways. Like, I'm the worst tech person ever. I had to go in to our friend Adam this week at Best Buy and be like, can you help me not break this? <laughs> and he's like, it's not that comfy. You just need it's a poor phone, right? You just need a phone case and a glass cover. Help. <laughs> Do it. Like, I don't We, I we, don't we like Adam to do our stuff for us, too. <laughs> so I know what he's talking about. I know. So, so I'm, okay. I'm really bad um, <laughs> at, at anything tech-worthy. I'm just bad at it. But 
it is nice to see. Says the one with the podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've had to ask a lot of questions to get this working. <laughs> um, it's nice to see that there are outlets being made specifically to avoid the negativity and the bullying mm-hmm. and and obviously some of that is always going to exist there's always going to be differing of opinions and people needing to express those different opinions but I think if you start in a format like Geek Show Fit or like this new IMSI community like somewhere where you're coming together to learn and gain information and not just feel better about your own opinion of your own self I think that things could be different mm-hmm. um, or maybe it's just getting that mindset of being positive with like geek show fit and then transferring that out to the rest of Facebook yes to be more positive yes and not cause conflict or there is conflict to resolve it <laughs> and knowing that in the end it's just social media yeah it's there's, just the internet yeah. it's, it, there's so much fictional <laughs> I think characters. I think people just hide behind the anonymity of it, especially like yeah. on Reddit and stuff. I mean, with Facebook, unless it's a you know catfish type situation, for the most part, people are who they say they are. Yeah, and there isn't as much anonymity, but still, don't, but be, it's an don't be an it's asshole. The, like, just gives people they think yeah, they have the be right to be just I, because I think of that the should anonymity. Be the, the title of the conflict or the episode is "Don't be an asshole." Don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that's so. Well, um, we've got to wrap things up, but you guys have any closing words besides don't be an asshole? <laughs> Let the little things go and pick your battles. Yeah. Not all of them are worth fighting. And if, they're, if they are worth fighting, make sure you listen to it, the other side of the conversation. And like you said, yeah. truly understand their point of view. Yep. What she said. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why you guys are so happy! <laughs> That's why you're so happy. Um, yeah, I think that what it comes down to me, for me, is knowing when it is and isn't worth it. Like, I can argue on the internet all day and not care. Like, last week, some guy <laughs> some guy tried to call me a cunt on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know him. He's a friend of some dude that I know in Nebraska. And we were discussing, there's little air quotes around that, the bathroom thing he made some point it was really vague what he was saying and it sounded like he was calling transgendered people perverts and i was like well sir let me explain to you that that's not and then he's like that's not at all what i was saying if you could learn to read and so i just responded back with well i know how to read just fine but maybe if you learned how to punctuate things and use grammar and clearly explain (laughs) yourself then i would have known what you were trying to say and and i'm just like teasing right this guy's like well i guess that's why they would say to you see you next tuesday <laughs> and i like i wrote back wow. it's like oh are you trying to call me a cunt because i actually like the word cunt like i'm actually very proud of that word because she actually does <laughs> it comes from the all-powerful meaning of like giving life to the rest of the world and reserved for royalty and all these things so thank you very much it's so nice to meet you <laughs> there's a like, book in her kitchen <laughs> and he responded back he's like well if it's for royalty then obviously it means the queen of the trailer park and i was like oh buddy <laughs> you picked on the wrong girl like you just can't offend me with the words that you think should offend me like it's not gonna work that way <laughs> but that's what works to be that person i know some people who if that had been said to them would have been like raging mad in the end 
it's just some dude mm -hmm. that I don't know like, on the internet. at all. And we were saying the same thing. And I said that to him. I was like, you get that you're arguing with me even though we were saying the same thing, right? You're agreed on it. <laughs> you, you know that we're just like saying the same thing. Like I'm willing to, and I said that to him at one point. I'm willing to admit to you that I read that wrong and that we are saying the same thing and that we're on the same side. Like I can absolutely admit that I was wrong with my first response and I just wish you'd use better punctuation. But <laughs> other than that, like it's totally cool. And he was still like really mad. And I was like, oh my gosh. That's not worth it, dude. <laughs> like, calm down. Stop using the big boy words and let's just be friends. <laughs> I think it's important to take a step back, breathe, know when it is and isn't important, understand that it's social media, and sure, we can try to change the world and make a positive impact, and we should be trying to do that, but that means not arguing. Like, if you really want to make a positive impact and change people's minds, and make the world a better place, then you've got to give up your stubborn, bullheaded stance and hear what they're saying and relate to them so that they can relate back to you. Otherwise, nothing will change and everyone will just keep arguing and we're going to become idiocracy before we know it. And all we'll care about is electrolytes and the whole world will die. Save the bees. Um, <laughs> that was a lot of information in yeah. one sentence. I think that's all she wrote for this week. Thank you both for being on. It's been lovely. Yeah. Thank you. I hope to do it with you again soon. And the podcast, I mean. And on that note, damn man, save the empire. <laughs> <laughs>